Minutes from Latvia with Mike Collier. Welcome back to the Minutes from Latvia podcast. My name is Mike Collier. This is brought to you by Latvian Public Media. Uh, two weeks since the last podcast, so I'm managing to hit the once every two weeks ratio. It's uh, I kind of got into the rhythm of it. Um, I was did my my usual boring pattern about the weather. I had it all prepared, saying that autumn has arrived and uh, everything is gone to use the cliche into a season of mellow fruitfulness. Um, but then the sun came out just as I arrived, so maybe we do get the last gasp, the last desperate attempt by summer to um, prove that it did come after all. Um, we're all very pleased here in Latvia after giving a uh, Russian basketball team a good thrashing yesterday. More to come, hopefully. And uh, we've also got some tennis players going well. Well, uh, Anastasia Sevastova going very well in the US Open. So um, Latvian dominance of the world of sport continues. I'm joined in the pod by a very special guest. I'm delighted to welcome her. She has a very busy schedule. You'll have noticed that there's a kind of a theme running through most of my guests in that they do about 10 different jobs simultaneously and she probably does 11 or 12. Her name is Agnesa Kleiner. Welcome to the pod, Agnesa. Hello, Mike. Uh, thank you for that contribution. Uh, <laughs> I'll carry on now. Uh, uh, how would you describe yourself? I guess most famously you are, I, I mean, almost loath to say editor. I mean, you are the the brains, the muscle, the motivating force behind a publication called Benji Newman. Indeed. Uh, Newman with a K. Exactly. Can you tell us what it is, please? Um, it's a guy. Oh, well, that's Benji Newman. It's a man uh, in his early 40s now. His birthday is October 23, so it's soon again. And uh, some time ago, he uh, discovered, uh, well, he was he's coming from an English-speaking country. And some time ago, he discovered that his grandfather is actually from here, from Latvia. And so he became interested in Riga and where its whereabouts, the, its people, its uh, weather, as you mentioned, and so on. And so in every issue of Benji Newman, he um, um, goes and tries to understand more what's it really about, where is he, his roots are from. And on the way to his perfect day, he meets different people, not only Latvians. Um, and in conversations with them, he tries to get closer to his, you know, idea of a uh, life that you can read. Okay, so we have this guy. He's a fictitious guy. Mm, mysterious. Mysterious. I Enigmatic. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, look, most of the stuff I'm going to say is I'm going to seem like very lumpen and obvious. And yeah. I realize that there are myriad subtleties here and that this is a psychological exercise as well as a publishing <laughs> exercise and so forth. But for the benefit <laughs> of the readers, I'm going to act like uh, I'm yeah. being rather obvious. Okay. Sure. But it is a publication. Right? It, it is has definitely. pages and words yeah. printed on it. So uh, the rather obvious thing would be to say, okay, so this Benji... He is the nominal editor of this, or are he, we getting a kind of uh, uh, stream of consciousness of <laughs> his internal uh, thought process, or what? I guess everything you just mentioned, or everything above, but uh, as he goes, uh, his name goes in our masthead, he, he's our editor at large. He's never like a here, he's always on his way somewhere, and uh, yeah... So, and uh, me and our art director, Mother Krievinia, we are left with the everyday boring stuff. <laughs> okay, partly. but getting back to the everyday boring stuff, 
How is the magazine produced? How often does it come out? Okay. How much does it cost? And where, okay. where do you Great. buy it? Great. Okay, let's go for uh, for uh, an advertising here, commercial pause. I mean, uh, first of all, we call it a bookazine, not because we want to be stylish or anything, but because uh, the concept of a magazine for, for people is that it's something thin. It costs, uh, I don't know, three euros. Uh, and it's it's uh, the page count is like 80 to, okay, 200 maybe. And something that you kind of leaf through and then throw away. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's mm. a really, really good point. So our idea of our edition is it's it's a bookazine because it looks like a book, first of all, of the size. And then also the page count at least in this issue on your on our table here is uh, 288 you can hear that I'll just tap it on the table yeah <laughs> it's here that's it's not a, a magazine that's a book yeah it's actually here and um, yeah and even the layout there it's 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 the feel is that it's it's a book it's not a magazine the paper stock and so on also uh, important thing to say is that it's a bilingual edition meaning English Latvian with a side of Russian uh, I mean uh, the Russian part is there that uh, we strive for uh, stories and texts uh, that you can read in its original um, language. So if we get an interview with a Russian-speaking person, uh, either from here or abroad, we leave as it is and translate it to English. The same with every Latvian story, it's translated um, into English. And um, so it's available uh, in stores here in Riga um, and also all well, kind of all over the world, meaning New York and Italy and Australia, New Zealand, uh, some Taiwan there, well, kind of across the globe there. And people, strangely enough, I guess strangely enough, just like you, yourself, are interested in things happening here uh, in Riga's um, historical architecture, in our Soviet um, weird weird stories, uh, in our, as, as I say, we are not weird, we are limited edition, I mean Latvians there, and, and people are, some people there around the globe are actually interested in us. I find it surprising still. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to ask you about this. I mean, I've seen you recently in sort of Berlin, which is sort of famously a hub of creativity at the moment and seems to be quite a trendy place to go. Lots of other places as well. Mm. Suggests that there is a, you know, in the way that you are getting rid of maybe traditional modes of publication, traditional categorizations of public publications into books or magazines or pamphlets or catalogues or whatever, mm. then maybe there is a an entirely new readership there which isn't really widely acknowledged as well a sort of international readership but who all have a tremendous amount in common because you know, on the face of it as you say it's it's quite surprising that i don't know someone in germany would be interested in in a sort of mythologized latvian derived i don't know thought process mm -hmm. exploration but i guess it must have something to do with quality of the writing but also that this has something in common with these people in these other centers? Well, first of all, there's this, um, you know, you, for the context, not only for Berlin, but uh, globally, well, especially the English-speaking world there, the independent publishing is still, well, I don't think it's still on the rise, but it's still there and strong. Uh, I guess for now it's too many independent publishings out there already. It's, you know, its saturation is, okay, it's there already, as with everything. Uh, and in, even in within the independent publishing, there are the mainstream editions and still very niche-niche, like mm. us, for example. And so that's why, kind of uh, because of the context and the in industry, I'm putting quotes there, like uh, for the industry is that uh, people are kind of uh, 
accustomed to things, the weirdly looking uh, things, uh, publications, and uh, so they are more open to that. That's one thing. Then is uh, it's a different generation, a very globally global-minded generation. Uh, people who live in Instagram, for so for them, doesn't that borders? I guess don't really exist. Mm-hmm. Everybody speaks English. Pictures say it all. Um, that also, and also, what I kind of uh, like to think is that um, it doesn't matter the language or the place where you live. If you have a certain mindset, uh, if you are curious about, if you're, for example, you're taking the main street, and then you see uh, on your on your right there is some uh, little street leading you somewhere. And you are just curious enough, you want to lead that way and you are taking that. So Benji is there mm. at the end there. Well, at least for that street that we have this, uh, created, like in a good looking street with uh, no horrors there. And uh, so those people kind of, uh, we unite, I mean, uh, on our Instagram, on our Facebook. Um, and then in Benji, which is uh, released twice a year, it's a biannual um, edition. It comes out every spring and fall, so we are kind of getting close to uh, uh, sending to print our seventh, so it's number seven already, the edition. And we are going to celebrate three years since our first edition already. In, in the interest of full disclosure, I should uh, say that I do have a small piece in the uh, edition number seven. Yeah, the upcoming. But I'm also going to say that um, you have kind of converted me because I remember when we spoke quite a long time ago I was very curmudgeonly and sort of cynical and grumpy about the whole thing I think this was partly to do with I have I don't know why even I have like a predisposition against the name Benji I don't mind Benjamin I don't mind Ben anything Mm -hmm. like that but something something of Benji suggests, and this this shows how evocative it can be. Yeah, it kind of suggests nineteen seventies really bad U.S. Uh, kind of family Sitcom. drama, uh, yeah, yeah, Sitcom, type thing. Yeah. For some reason, I just have like this annoying, the annoying little kid would always be called Benji or something. Or a dog. Supposed to be also cute. a dog. Oh, there was the dog as well. Yeah. Don't talk about the dog. Yeah, oh, what exactly. a waste of celluloid that was. <laughs> well, anyhow, so the full but, name of Benji yeah. is Benjamin, of course. Of course, and so, so I like that's how I like to think of him yeah. as Benjamin because that's rather more refined and yeah. intellectual yeah. and uh, you well. know probably so does suggest that he has eastern european roots at sort of in some mm, way true and uh, the other thing which kind of uh, apart from me getting past my benjophobia was uh, <laughs> benjophobia great it, you know, the the really easy way and i'm sure there's something that must be thrown at you a lot would be to say something like oh it's like a hipster bible it's a hipster thing mm. but actually reading through it i i was Really pleasantly surprised by the lack of uh, intrusive advertising, that actually these are quite unusual topics sometimes. Uh, obviously, time has been spent on them, and it's not all a case of bandwagon jumping and you yeah. know, rah-rah startups and away we go. So um, you have converted me to the cause. Um, and I even didn't put any energy there. You did it by yourself. So thank you. <laughs> well, maybe Benji's more persuasive than I gave yeah, him. Uh, right, at least something that he is doing. So I don't have to do everything. Uh, does it go to Japan? Because it strikes me as the kind of thing that would be popular there, maybe. Yeah, uh, well, for people listening to us, is that uh, you have to, you know, uh, add that where is the Japan coming in in the topic? Because you know, right? That's why you added that I've lived there for a year. You no, I didn't know that. Know that. Oh, okay, no. right. So, yeah, it's actually not so 
like out of blue, you mentioning Japan. So I lived there as an exchange student, but it was a very long time ago, uh, before Skype, yeah. before everything. Uh, no, I was just thinking of it as this kind of uh, publishing hub. Yeah, that more is off that, the wall kind that of is true. I mean, many people have kind of uh, told me that you know it's definitely like edition like ours would be big in in Asia, not only in Japan. Mm-hmm. It isn't well; it's not big, big, but I mean. Uh, big enough in c- certain parts, but not in Japan because Japan being, you know, Japan they call themselves Japan and the rest of Asia. Okay. So and uh, so uh, them being on that island and um, their market is so uh, strong in with, with their own publications. And if we would ever want to enter it, I guess we would. Uh, uh, um, we should uh, translate ourselves into Japanese, I guess, then maybe or something or, well, you know. Mm. But we are kind of, you know, not really putting energy into that because we have our smallish but more um, satisfying things. Mm. Well, I think there's a, a parallel to some extent with uh, what Kush Comics are doing in mm-hmm. the, the comic scene, which, uh, for those that don't know, it's a Latvian uh, publisher of uh, kind of, well, adult comic books, but I don't mean adult in that they're sort of, you yeah, know, sleazy or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, this, this whole sort of subgenre, which again, I've only discovered in the last couple of years, and I think there's way more creativity going in there than there is probably into what is Creative traditionally industries. called, uh, um, you know, literature. Um, yeah, well... But they also produce sort of very high quality, fairly low numbers, internationally... They have an international reputation. Yeah, because in for, every, yeah. for every issue of theirs, they have international um, uh, comic uh, writers, mm. drawers, artists, comic artists. Uh, and so they are, you know, they are thinking um, globally, or as we call it at our Benji world, we are interlocal. I mean, it's not that because uh, you know we would it would be kind of easier, cheaper, uh, less time-consuming to do it just only in Latvian. But uh, yeah, only so many people actually read in Latvian. Only so many of those actually read, <laughs> right? And so yeah, th- th- that would be kind of a it would be kind of sad. In one, on, and then also, it's just I can help myself and our team as well. We are just thinking globally, you know, not that when we are not afraid to uh, get lost or just uh, disappear in this big international, often English-speaking crowd, just because we are still weirdly enough. So it doesn't matter that we are not... Only like Latvian, Latvian, very national thinking, Latvian, Latvian. So I'm kind of against that 100% yeah. something. Okay, well, we'll uh, move from the interlocal to the local after this brief jingle. Minutes from Latvia with Mike Collier. Welcome back to the Minutes from Latvia podcast. My name is Mike Collier. Joining me here in the pod, the uh, interlocal, multi-textual pod, is Agnesa Kleiner. She has just made me, uh, pretty much under threat of physical violence, open the new edition, well, the most recent edition of Benji Newman, uh, to prove uh, that it is indeed a book rather than a magazine, which I can now bear witness. And it has some very nice paper stock, which apparently is used for cigarette cartons as well. Which is the cover, nice. not the inside. So, you, you know, you could technically, in theory, you could smoke it. 
Yeah. Quite a good way of consuming it, wouldn't it? (laughs) Agnesa, as well as being a publisher and a writer and an artist and all that kind of jazz, you have taken on a mantle, which is something I definitely could not do ever in a thousand years, I think, which is act as an affable host at a special evening, um, a Benji evening. Can you tell us a little bit about these events or happenings? Yeah, so it's uh, called Benji Dinner. As simple as that. Uh, we uh, hold the first one just a year ago, end of September uh, 2016. And now recently, in the, aug- the second came uh, in August there because we wanted a warmer, warmer climate and we... We actually uh, were happy enough to catch one of those really warm nights there. And so what it really is, well, as it says, uh, something to do with Benji and something to do with, uh, with food, with free food. Well, partly free. People actually buy tickets to those events. Um, so the idea how it came to my mind, um, simple as that, I wanted to uh, meet and see in person our readers. Um that's one thing, and I kind of and and uh, shared food is always good to share food at the event like that. And um, and well, we have we had have only two of them, but every one is different. And I'm sure that the next one uh, uh, due in December, as December as a Christmas edition, is going to be different again because every time we change the venue, it's different. Uh, so the first one was actually at the. Uh, Contemporary Art Center Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one was at uh, actually at the hotel Radisson uh, Blue, there n- nearby Varmans um, uh, Garden, Varmans Park. Next one is going to be actually uh, at Pagalms, which is uh, as they call themselves a uh, cafe-ish restaurant or restaurant-ish cafe, uh, which is located ne- uh, right behind the uh, National Theater. And it's going to be winter, I hope, for some snow. So we are going to have like a um, daily, like a, like a, I don't know, something from a, from a movie or, or mm-hmm. like that. I, yeah, so the food is there and also some activities every time. Um, for the last one in August, uh, I, well, I used our guests there, well, actually like used them uh, for uh, pitching some ideas maybe for our future editions of Benji Newman because I invited them to uh, write on a piece of paper their favorite or maybe not so favorite uh, memories from the 90s of mm. their own lives. And uh, because we are interested in the 90s as one of the topics there in Benji and uh, people wrote them and we uh, picked two of them kind of a, you can't really judge things, you know, they're so subjective and emotional, but still picked some and awarded with um, uh, gift cards to uh, brunch at the same restaurant uh, there. Um, yeah. So people, they buy a ticket, they come along, they get fed, they get some sort of entertainment or... And a goodie bag. A goodie bag, all oh, right, okay. I love them myself, mm. so I'm I'm really eager to always prepare like a proper, like proper like goodie bag. Yeah, well, come on, they stand in line <laughs> and I give away those goodie bags and every one of them... Can, um, well, there's uh, the newest issue of Benji there, of, of course. Okay. Um, and then some really nice goodies. But for this one, uh, we uh, gave away um, our, because we are kind of uh, specializing in merchandising now as well, under the Benji name. And we have released those T-shirts there with, uh, as we call it, Benji Dictionary, uh, with entries um, of uh, Latvian words 
explained, not translated, but explained in English. Mm-hmm. So the one uh, people got there was uh, with uh, uh, it was written across their chest, um, slintitis, which is a professional procrastinator, as so you lazy know. Lazy bones, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it and it was named uh, the night of the procrastinators there, and at the end of the night we actually. Uh, um, uh, we went into I hope the night of the procrastinators turned into the sort of early morning of the procrastinators. Yeah, well, we kind of wanted so that's why it was we hosted that on a Wednesday night. But at the end of the night, we we watched a movie in the hotel room. We uh, so we so there were two uh, teams of uh, each of them went to uh, to have a separate um, hotel room. We sat on the bed on the floor there, turned on the TV and watched the movie actually by uh, two British guys there. Uh, well, they are uh, the ones, um, it's called Trip to Spain now. Oh yeah, Coogan and Bryden. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, I must say that for those who are kind of looking forward to that movie, the very first one in that uh, kind of uh, ser- series yeah. is the best one when they were actually traveling across UK. Yeah, Italy. Italy went kind of a sad, and Spain still kind Don't of. Don't spoil sad it then. for me. I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> but the guys, the both guys, there, they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah, they are. Coogan, well, Coogan in particular yeah, is a genius. Yeah, but exactly. um, I remember going to see the second one, the, the trip to Italy yeah. in uh, Tsaisis at the yeah. small cinema there, and I thought, well, no one's gonna, no one else is gonna go and see this. I went in there, and it was it was full. But it was full of people who clearly been given free tickets from like the local old age pensioners club or something. Oh, oh. So there were all these old dears sort of sitting <laughs> behind me, and I could usually go and sit at the front, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sitting there like bursting out laughing all the time, and they're all just sort of like you know, fiddling around with their walking sticks and like thinking, why is this guy laughing? Is this supposed to be a comedy? Because most of it is quite sort of British humour, Yeah, isn't it? black humour, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but it was fun. I mean, it added a nice layer of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, of meaning and also, you know, at least everyone could enjoy the lovely pictures of Italy and yeah, salivate at the food. That, I did that, come out of that it is true. desperate for a bottle of wine. <laughs> Oh, well, so, yeah, so that's how we uh, host our events. Every one of them is kind of different, but still in this, with the same feeling of uh, as we, because we have that hashtag or just the tagline on our, on the cover of every Benji, which says live that you can read. Mm-hmm. So everything we do under Benji is that we uh, go from there and we have live that you can wear for the merchandise or live that you can celebrate uh, for Benji dinner. And so on and so on. But these Benji dinners, I mean, it sounds very much like the 18th century phenomenon of the, the salon, which sort of started in Paris, spread mm-hmm. all the way through Enlightenment Europe. And these were usually hosted by women as well. In fact, almost <coughs> invariably hosted by women as well. This was like, a, well, because when women weren't, you know, able to take part in full educational establishments mm-hmm. and the mainstream and so on, they were able to get people together uh, stimulate conversations and it, you, people would perform but the, the idea is that there's an exchange of ideas and uh, well, dissemination of knowledge so is it kind of an updated salon? Definitely, especially after you, after your description, I mean women, yes, like noted Czech uh, um, doing something together and there are people who are kind of performing there, Czech done food, Czech done, I mean not maybe not for the dress for the outfits there, those are kind of missing. Yeah, there. they've gone downhill a bit since yeah. the 18th century. Yeah, well, but still, uh, we invite our, our, our guests actually to dress up uh, as like the dress code is uh, uh, let's celebrate uh, because why not uh, during the week, like middle, middle of the week, Wednesday night why not is and I definitely 
you know, some people actually for this one, this edition where we had this idea that we w- would go like str- strangers would actually go and share a room, like a small, smallish room mm-hmm. and get together and sit next to each other on a, on a bed and, and watch a movie. Uh, I knew it was kind of not risky, but I mean, well, but I hoped that, there, you know, before that there would be food and wine and people would get more, especially Latvians, as you know, you know, to touch each other or, or just get closing, close, too close. It's like, oh, no, no, no. But then uh, everything turned out just great, even better, I guess. Uh, and there, uh, seeing people kind of... Uh, nesting there like hens on the, I don't know in their little uh, in a little house like uh, cozy and, mm-hmm. and, and next to each other uh, I had the, the next idea like popped in my mind about our next edition of Penji Dinner um, is that uh, not the one in Pagalms but next next I mean that I felt like because seeing those people there sharing a room it reminded me of school trips <laughs> and I was like whoa this is sweet and somebody from kind of an audience there is like, yeah, let's go to, let you know, let's take a trip. Let's go somewhere else for a Benji dinner. And I'm like, hmm, putting up my favorite emoji, which is like thinking person there. And uh, so, yeah, it's most likely it's going to be Valmir and Valmir Moiju there sometime in spring. Well, that sounds great. Although I'm a little bit disturbed at the phrase, um, my favorite emoji. I think, you know, I can only go with you so far. As ah, because a, you haven't seen them, so you don't know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I you don't know them, so well, you're not using let them. Let me put it this way. I wouldn't know how to include one in a message. Oh, um, but I'd probably... come on, smileys, you use those. Occasionally, yeah. Okay, so still good. I'm not into the advanced emoji uh, world, I am. Though. I'm very much. Um, you said that part of the purpose of these dinners was to get to know your readers or to kind of analyze them mm-hmm. almost what conclusions did you draw were they as you imagined or were you surprised by mm. who was picking up benji uh, it's a, it's also a funny and also i guess um very common thing here in riga when we announced the first uh, benji dinner uh, people came in uh, like in, in streams like a river of people we actually um uh, so there were 130 people who bought the tickets. It was too much actually for the venue. The menu was smallish. It, it still is smallish for such an event. Uh, but, you know, people are, I guess it's everywhere like that, but especially here in, in Riga, people always want something new. They are hungry for something new. They don't even, most of the times, don't even know who is organizing the thing, mm-hmm. but, you know the dinner is going to be there and, and so on. So in the first edition of Benji Dinner, I saw people that I was like, huh, really? <laughs> are they in the right place? You're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, and I was definitely aware that they are not, but you know, it's because that concept of uh, hosting dinners all over the place, it's uh, still in and still very trendy. And so kind of I saw that those are, you know, who are looking for something new. But also that big crowd included our people that I already know, friends of mine, yeah, avid readers of Benji Dinner and so on. For this one, we knew that we are going to um, uh, celebrate it with much in a much, much smaller crowd. And uh, altogether we had 40, just 40 uh, people, just enough for the uh, restaurant, the whole of the restaurant, uh, just enough that I felt like in my personal birthday, okay, I know, I'm selfish now, you know, admitting that, but I had such a great feeling and everybody else had it as well because it is the perfect amount of people that you can still exchange glances, smiles, and even, you know, get to know somebody else because most of them, almost all of them came into 
couples or pairs because, you know, it's just too scary to go alone to a place like a venue like that. And also almost about the same size as a school trip. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like a class. Yeah, a classroom full of Benji readers. And uh, here, definitely, I saw that all of them are here, that they know what they are coming to. And I'm thinking this is that like perfect amount of yeah people to do something together that you can still yeah have conversations with them, remember them at least by by face, and also uh, you know that people those people are actually going home satisfied and happy and yeah and everybody looking like celebrity in the in our photo report after that. Well, there was a lot more that I wanted to ask you, but I'm afraid our, our time is up. So I'll have to invite you back into the pod at uh, some future date. Uh, thank you for joining me here. Thank you, Mike. Thank you to Reynas as well, our uh, amazing technician who uh, sits there and Hi. listens politely while we talk. <laughs> and I'll be back with another Minutes from Latvia podcast in a couple of weeks. Minutes from Latvia with Mike Collier. Produced by Renas Steymans for Latvian Public Media. Find out more at www.lsm.lv.